Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dwellin' Tiger Podcast. It's me, Joey, and I am recovering from a marathon run that I did on Christmas Day, which was around like three days ago. Yeah, so I'm recording this on Monday, to which I will be uploading tomorrow, Tuesday, the day you're maybe listening to this too. <laughs> yeah, last minute, I know I'm procrastinating. But I have a good reason, and that is because I have just been in extreme, extreme is probably putting it too much. Um, I've just been in just a lot of discomfort because of the, the marathon run I did. reason why I did it, simple, on Friday, I was going to go out for a walk. It started to rain, or it was, like, it was just like really wet outside, so I was like, hmm. What can I do instead? Like, I don't want to just walk on the treadmill because it's better to walk outside. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just run the marathon. <laughs> Why not? And so I started to think, okay, what can I do to juice things up? Because on Thanksgiving Day, I ran 23 miles just, I don't know, just to make it special, I guess. Because again, like we, my family, nor do I my, uh, myself celebrate the holidays at all, really. And... I wanted to make Thanksgiving a special day, so I did 23 miles where for every one mile, I recorded myself stating something I was grateful for and the reason why. So I didn't want to do that. It's super cheesy. I just thought it was too much work and kind of annoying <laughs> when I did it on Thanksgiving Day. So for Christmas, something more simple. I just uh, I switched out my running shoes for every three miles where... I have like around 12 to 13 pairs of running shoes, believe it or not. I mean, it's a lot. Maybe it's not a lot to some people. Maybe they have like 20, like just by the dozens, you know, of uh, running shoes in their garage, in their storage, their pain cave. So yeah, I have a lot of running shoes that I want to give some love, just give them some good action. And that was a dumb idea because they're, they're, the running shoes I have are all very different from one another. I mean, like, if, you, if you're someone who knows running shoes and athletic gear, I mean, my running shoes had, like, just varying heel drop ratios, just the amount of cushioning, different kind of shoes. Like, ones was for a speed workout, so, so it's super flexible. We have another shoe that's more, well, it's a daily trainer, so it's, it's not that bad. I was even running in my trail running shoes. But anyways, yeah, it was not, that was not a good idea to do that. But I didn't nonetheless, you know, I have it in the books and I paid it with my legs and tight hammies and glutes and hips. Yes. As a, actually, the, the biggest thing that has been bothering me thus far is that almost every night, at least the first two nights, I just could not sleep well. Like I would try to sleep around like 10 p.m. or 12 a.m. but I can't sleep for like an hour or two. I'm just in bed trying to find a comfortable position trying to stretch out my my hips and all my muscles in my legs so I can feel comfortable and relaxed but then like for some odd reason like uh, I feel like I just time passes by so fast and then I check my phone and it's like 4 a.m. so it's like three or four hours passed by and I'm like what happened I thought it was just 12 or 1 a.m. And I was just stretching myself out, just trying to find a comfortable position. But then I was thinking like, oh wait, no, I think I just woke up. So I think I've been having these bizarre dreams where I'm literally in my bed, trying to find a comfortable sleeping position and stretching my legs. I'm like, this is so bizarre. Like 
I couldn't I couldn't discern what's real and what was you know my dream. Yeah, that's been happening with me. I you know that's not worthy enough to just really delve into. I guess just let's get into the main episode. But if you do want to see that Christmas marathon run I did, go to my Instagram. I have like a short. Like a five-minute silly episode, uh, not episode, uh, video that I made. So yeah, go check it out. Instagram, the Joey LL. Now onto the episode today. So it's not going to be a serious one. It's not going to be something super reflective or introspective, and nothing like that really. I well, I guess introspective in a way, but we're going to allow uh, an online means to. Allow us to become more introspective. That was probably a weird way to say.、It. What I mean is, I'm gonna be taking a personality test, the Myers Briggs personality test, and it's the one where you have those like ENFJ, INFT, whatever those four-letter codes. You know, I don't. I really don't know what they're about. I still don't understand all the individual letters and what they represent. So we'll be doing that today because it's the end of the year, and the, I took this once. A long time ago, when I was a very timid, shy, reserved, <laughs> quiet Asian kid, half Asian kid, and I'm in college, like freshman, sophomore year, just like super shy, just super antisocial as well.、Uh, not because I was cynical, but just because I was shy. But now I've grown a lot. I believe it's the end of the year, the 2020 year, COVID times, and I want to take this test again, just to say, hey, maybe I changed. Maybe I, I think I remember I was an I. That's the only thing I remember. I was an I, the introvert. Maybe I became an extrovert. Well, I doubt that. I did not become an extrovert. I know that's the one thing that will remain for the rest of my life. But let's take this personality test today, and I'll go through each of the questions. Maybe I'll skip some, like just won't really talk about it in depth. Because it's a lot of questions from what I remember, so I'll be taking this test, going through more in depth about the statements that reach out to me, and yeah, let's get into this. And sorry if you do hear the clicking; if that's annoying, it's just like my mouse. Actually, I'll use my mouse pad. That's better. Yeah, you guys won't hear that all the click, 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 click. But anyways, let's get into this. So first question. You enjoy vibrant social events with lots of people. Hmm, kinda. Not really. No, not really. Yeah, because I'm just more of an introvert. Like I enjoy doing things by myself, and I'm very like shy and yeah, just awkward when I'm like in a very social event. I've had stories. I've just or moments or situations where I was dragged out to a party before, out of forcefully, but not in a bad way. And I was just so uncomfortable being in this in this environment, and I was just standing out of everyone's you know line of sight and just trying to not be noticeable. And I just stood there, I think on my phone, and just waited till my friend was ready to go home, and then we went back to our apartment in college. So yes, I'm not fond of those too much, but I do enjoy them sometimes, depending on what the event is. So, second question: You often spend exploring unrealistic yet intriguing ideas. Yes, I love the bizarre. I love going into more kind of like sci-fi-ish, but also like very ambitious thoughts. I think they're just fun to think about because I think nothing is impossible. Nothing is truly impossible unless you try it, right? Within bounds. So yeah, 
Your travel plans are more likely to look like a rough list of ideas than a detailed itinerary. Yeah, that's kind of true. I mean, I'm gonna put that as like kind of true because I do like to have more detailed plans and especially with like times because I want to fit in a lot of things within a day and I want to make sure I do all those things. So by doing that, I have to be as detailed as possible. But a lot of times I'd like to just go with the flow. Uh, moving on, you often think about what you should have said in a conversation long after it has taken place. Yes, yeah, totally agree, 100%, because I often reflect on things I said and think about what I could have said, you know, if I said, you know, in a different way, would the conversation be steered in another direction? You know, I always ponder about the possibilities. Moving on, if your question is sad about something, your first instinct is to support them emotionally, not try to solve their problem. 100% yes. I One thing I understand when you're trying to help someone, uh, like a friend in this case, is you're just trying to emotionally support them. You're not trying to be their problem solver because people just want to vent, right? Express themselves, open up. And I feel like I would just need to be there and I want to be there just for them to open up and vent because I feel like that's what's really helpful in the beginning, just to vent it out. And then you guys can talk it out. Uh, if they have the capacity and uh, are wanting to. So next question, people can rarely upset you. Well, these are not questions. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. So next statement, I guess. People can rarely upset you. 100% yes. Yeah, just my upbringing. I am a, I can, I'm a very understanding guy. I can understand things from different angles and perspectives and the likelihoods, you know, not just un any unreasonable or just unlikely possibilities you know i try to understand uh what is within reason uh let's see moving on you often rely on other people to be the ones to start a conversation and keep it going very very little kind of very not so much kind of because at this point in my life i've grown to the point where i am able to start conversations you know hold a conversation but depending on the person, I can really muck it up and become awkward a little bit in a good way. So kind of like with a date, that's where things can be a little shaky. So that's why it's a kind of disagree. Um, if you have to temporarily put your plans on hold, you make sure it is your top priority to get back on track as soon as possible. Yeah, not to not 100% because it depends on what that thing is that I need to get back on track for but I'll get to it eventually, so I do agree. You rarely worry if you made a good impression on someone you met. And I'm gonna put it as the middle, like the, I you know, disagree, but not strongly disagree or kinda, because yeah, I have low self-esteem <laughs> and I really do wanna make a good impression on people just to make myself seem, you know, whether it's more friendly, more, open more welcoming and such so i do worry about that kind of stuff it would be a challenge for you to spend the whole weekend all by yourself without feeling bored nope totally strongly disagree because i have been lonely and alone <laughs> before so much throughout my college career so i know how to keep myself occupied i know how to keep it fun by myself 
I mean, I've gone on these mini vacations just by myself as well. So I definitely know how to live it up by myself. So totally not a problem. You are more of a detail oriented than a big picture person. Uh, I'm very neutral behind. It. So yeah, I'm right dab in the middle because I like to include both the big picture and all the details involved. I think you need to have the big picture because you need to just keep in mind of what the details are for, right? It's like if you have all these like smaller parts to build some kind of machine, it's like you first need to know what kind of machine are you building, right? That's the big picture. And then you can utilize and appropriately place these, you know, machine parts in the right order, in the right place so that it can, so you can make progress, you can be productive. So that's why I'm more neutral because I value and try to be cognizant of both aspects, the details and the big picture. Next one, you are very affectionate with people you care about. I am, even though I don't show it. Like I can't, if I say I love you or cute, well, okay, besides the you know more complimentary stuff like cute, beautiful, like I feel cringy, I feel weird saying it, but even if I say I love you, it's like, Ugh, I don't know why it feels weird to say it, but internally I feel like, oh, I will do anything for this person. Like, oh, you need this $200 iPad or this $600 iPad? No problem. We'll go to Best Buy real quick right here, right now. I'll go on my bike. What do you need? Tell me. Oh, I'll get you this super nice fancy case. Yeah. Um, I especially do this with my mom a lot. <laughs> like I'll spoil her with um, these really nice purses, jackets, techie stuff. So yeah. I like to, I like to show affection in different ways uh, with the people I care about truly. So ladies out there, you know, I'll take care of you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, well, I'm not kidding that I won't take care of you, but yeah, I'm not trying to put myself out there on this podcast. <laughs> Next one, you have a careful and methodical approach to life. Yes, I do. If you know me, you've talked to me before. I am very objective oriented. I am very methodical. I like to think things out carefully and in a way try and build, not build, like curate or just make up a, a, a blueprint so that I can, you know, do things or proceed with caution carefully, but also being efficient at the same time, right? If you just go at it, if I just believe if you just go at it without a plan, then you won't make as much progress. Things won't be as efficient and there'll be a lot more, you'll be more prone to errors, you know, whatever it is that you're proceeding to. And uh, next one, you are still bothered by mistakes you made a long time ago. That is 100% true. Yeah, I, this kind of goes with my, with my morals and my upbringing. I just really value people, uh, people's life because my parents, they're old and they sacrifice a lot. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate when they watch their parents growing up. So when you see the sacrifices other people make and you want them and you know that they should have a better life, that let's say they should be like, you know, relaxing on a beach in Hawaii or something like that. You want them to just live the best of their lives without any stress and without working too much. So in that sense, if I, if I'm someone who actually just affects their life in a negative way, dang, I am just, I feel like a D-bag. So that's why I totally agree with the statement where I'm still bothered by mistakes, when, mainly when it's affecting someone else. If it just affects me, screws me over, 
I'm not too bothered by it because I'm the only one who's getting hurt for the most part, so it, that's fine with me. Um, but yeah, I mean, not 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 really, right? But still, like, it's I'm bothered if I made a mistake that affected someone else. So yes, 100% agree, strongly agree. Next one, at parties and similar events, you can mostly be found farther away from the action. This kind of, seems like it's very similar to the first statement about the being you, me liking social events and whatever. Uh, yeah, I'll say kind of disagree. Oh, wait, no, 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 kind of agree. <laughs> no, no, yeah, because, yeah, I just, I'm not really too fond of parties. Yeah, parties especially. Actually, I'm going to put agree. Not kind of, I'll put agree because, yeah, I just don't really care for them all too much. But again, it depends on, you know, the occasion and such for me. Next one, you often find it difficult to relate to people who let their emotions guide them. No, totally 100% disagree. So even if I have this like objective methodical approach to life in general, in like all aspects, pretty much, I am still able to understand people's emotions, in my opinion. Like I can very much dig deep into why they may be feeling some way or another. And because of that, I can try to relate to them by thinking of of an event that makes me feel the same way that the other person is feeling. So overall, like I can try to sympathize, if not empathize with that you know person. So yeah, I totally disagree that I don't really find it all too difficult. I mean, it requires work, right? It's a little bit of work to it, but not entirely difficult. Next one, when you're looking for a movie to watch, you can spend ages browsing the catalog and I have to strongly agree I am very picky when it comes to movies and it's not like I'm a movie person anyway but I just really want to find a good movie I want to find it captivating I want to find it thrilling emotional all the shebang so yes I am that type of person next one you can stay calm under a lot of pressure yeah I'll agree I'm not going to strongly agree because I'm still maybe like freaking out, but I can stay relatively calm uh, in this situation. And again, this is mainly in the context of social situations like a date or if I'm meeting a group of people for the first time. Like I can stay calm. I can, you know, contribute or participate in the conversation or whatever is happening. But I'll still be freaking out inside. <laughs> Next one, we're 30% there. Sorry, we're 30% done. Wow, this is taking, this is gonna be quite a bit. So anyways, when in a group of people, yeah, wait, wait, sorry, I, I read that weirdly, or I, I was thinking it weirdly. When in a group of people you do not know, you have no problem jumping right into their conversation. Oh, okay, this is what I was just talking about. Um, do I have no problem? I was have to say, I kinda disagree. Yeah, because I can still, I'm at a point where I can jump into the conversation, but I probably won't say much, but I can still nonetheless do so. That's why I'll say kind of disagree, because I still have some problem with that, just to like really fully immerse and participate. Next one, when you sleep, your dreams tend to be bizarre and fantastical. Uh, I already mentioned it in the beginning of this episode, so 100% yes. I mean, for goodness sake, <laughs> I was like having a realistic dream. It's just such a vivid dream about stretching in my bed. And I woke up in my bed thinking I actually did that stuff. 
But I've also had like other bizarre dreams. I had a dream where I was stabbed in the neck and I was running away from this lady. It was in this like, I don't know, this weird place. It wasn't like a horror. Yeah, it, there, I, just have, I have so many bizarre dreams that are actually scary. But to me, when I wake up, I'm like, oh, not again. Why did this happen? It's like, it's annoying. So I don't really consider it as a nightmare, but they may be categorized as nightmares. But to me, they're just so common at this point where it's like, oh my God, here we go again. It's another annoying dream. Maybe I should go see a doctor. <laughs> Maybe I should look into that. Next one, in your opinion, is sometimes okay to step on others to get ahead in life. No, fuck no. Sorry, excuse my language. Heck no. 100% disagree. There are definitely ways to get around it. Like maybe it'll require some work. But anyways, yeah, it's, it's no, just no. Yeah, that's all I have to say. 100% no. It's not okay in my opinion. Um, next one, you are dedicated and focused on your goals, only rarely getting sidetracked. Yes. Once I'm uh, fixated on something, I will just stay fixated and I'll go through the pain, the suffering, the time, the energy. I'll do it all. It's just part of my discipline. I, I'm, that's one thing I'm actually proud of and I'm, I don't boast about it, but I am proud of it. It's my discipline has gotten me through a lot of uh, rough patches where even if I feel, let's say depressed, just lonely down, like just not wanting to do anything at all. It's gotten me to just get out of bed or get to do, or just do the stuff that I need to do, like with, let's say, training or academics, especially. Next one, if you make a mistake, you tend to start doubting yourself, your abilities, or your knowledge. Yeah, I have to agree, or kind of agree. See, if, I, if that was my past me, like maybe three years ago, Joey, I probably would said 100% agree or maybe just agree, but I'm now kind of agree, right? We're making incremental progress. So yeah, I just, I feel like if I make a mistake, it's like, oh wait, I'm not as good as I thought I probably was. Like I thought I wasn't gonna make a mistake, but because this mistake showed that I'm not as adept at whatever I did, you know, maybe I have to rethink this. But I don't take it as like, I'm not harshly criticizing myself. It's just more like constructive criticism, but towards myself so that I can grow from my mistakes, right? So it's not bad if you doubt yourself. It's just, it, I feel like I, I, the better way to say it is to, you start to rethink about your abilities, right? That's a better way of saying it. Um, next one, when at a social event, you rarely try to introduce yourself to new people and mostly talk to the ones you already know. Yes, agree. Uh, uh, man, I want to I do. Yeah, I'm going to say 100% agree. I am still very awkward. Like when I think about just a pure social event, I'm like, oh, where are the people I know? Like, ooh, what do I do if I don't know anyone? Like, uh, yeah, I, I start freaking out. Like my hands are actually getting sweaty right now. Just thinking about that. I'm like, oh. Like, what do I do? Like, I don't want to be on my phone just thinking like I'm some kind of antisocial person. Oh man, yeah, it makes my hands sweat. But yes, I will try to talk to people I already know <laughs> instead of introducing myself. All right, 40% done, moving on. You usually lose interest in the discussion when it gets philosophical. No, I'll say I agree. I won't say I totally. Wait, you usually lose interest. Oh wait, no, no, disagree. Sorry, I'm re I'm like reading these wrong or something. 
I'll say just disagree. Not strongly, not kind of disagree, just in the middle because it depends, right? If I can see that this person's becoming super woo-woo and like no logic and and just, you know, was it order is no longer being used in this person's arguments or, you know, argumented points or whatever they're trying to talk about. It's like, dude, okay, might as well talk about fairy tales and, you know, the, the imaginary crap we can think of right at this second. It's because it's it's just, there's no context or there's no order. There's no format, right? If we can talk about phil philosophical stuff, you know, with a proper format, then, hey, let's talk about it. I'm interested in that kind of stuff. But yeah, you would never let yourself cry in front of others. Yes, totally. No, I'll say agree. Again, it depends. Situational. But I say agree because I don't want to show... It's just that it's not that I'm not trying to be vulnerable with other people, but I just don't want them to feel bad, right? It's kind of like showing... It's like if you're in a sports team and one person starts to feel like really un, like just defeated, everyone else will start to feel defeated, right? Even if that team is losing badly in whatever sport they're playing, just I feel like it's just good to keep a strong, positive uh, mentality, you know, an attitude overall so that other people can feel the same positive vibe coming off of you. So if I don't cry in front of others, if I stay positive overall, then I feel like people will just respond positively as well. And even if I want to cry my eyes out, I will not let myself do so. But there have been cases where if I just talk to a friend one by one, you know, one to one or whatever, it has happened before, you know, depending on the topic. So it's, I'm not totally just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, it's not like I'm, I never want to do it or I just really try hard not to do it, but I, I will allow myself depending on the situation. Next one, you feel more drawn to places with a bustling and busy atmosphere than than to more quiet and intimate ones. Heck no. I'll say this. No, just disagree because like, let's say on vacations or like once in a while, it feels kind of refreshing to go somewhere that's really busy, bustling, right? Let's say like New York City or just the city in general. But overall, I just like a quiet place. I like more peace, right? UC Davis, the college I went to, was that in of itself. It was a quiet college town. It was very peaceful, nothing bustling, very suburbia kind of world. And I would not have liked if I'd gone to another UC that I was accepted to. Like, I was accepted to UCLA, and I was really heavily deciding between that and UC Davis. So I was like, oh, man, like UCLA, the LA life, the city life. I'm now glad I did not go there because I experienced the city life through my friends and well in Berkeley because you know my friend goes to UC Berkeley and I just did not like it at all <laughs> so I'm glad I chose UC Davis and that to me that made me realize oh wait environment and location is actually very important for me so yes I do prefer quiet and intimate ones but occasionally you know it's kind of refreshing it's kind of exciting to go to those bustling busy places you like discussing different views and theories on what the world could look like in the future. Yes, 100% agree. Overall, it's just, it's fun to entertain those kind of thoughts, right? It's like those sci-fi thoughts like, oh, what if people could 
you know, what what if there's only one religion in the world, right? Ooh, what would happen then? You know, oh, what would happen if, let's say, North Korea became a super powerful and big country or nation? Ooh, what would happen then? It's, it's, it's just fun to ponder those kind of ideas. Um, next one. When it comes to making life-changing choices, you mostly listen to your heart rather than your head. I am going to say... No, kind of disagree. I say kind of because it's like this. 60% of what I'm thinking or what I'm listening to is my head. Because I'm trying to make more logical, more sound arguments with myself. And then the 40% is based off what I feel, right? So it's like saying like, oh, okay, if I feel like, if I know, you know, listening to my head that this decision that I'm about to make is going to be good for my career, good for my life overall, but... It's a lot of work and I feel, let's say, like maybe it's not 100% fulfilling. I know that this is going to be a good step in my life. So I just need to get through this step so that I can move on on doing the things I want to do later in my life. If that makes sense. So I do listen to my head more so. Uh, I just like to, again, approach things more methodically, more carefully, you know, with logic, reason, more objectively and such. That's just my way of thinking overall. But I do listen to my my heart. You know, what it feels, what it says. Alright. You can imagine yourself dedicating your life to the study of something you cannot... Uh, okay, well, sorry. Let me finish it. You cannot imagine yourself dedicating your life to the study of something that you cannot see, touch, or experience. That's kind of vague, but I'm going to totally disagree because I'm going into research, like I'm interested in aging and cancer biology research where we're dealing with like cells, you know, small molecules, things like that. So, I mean, you can't really see it. So, I mean, yeah, that's my whole life. So 100%, I wish there was like a 1000% disagree. Yeah, that's going to be my career. <laughs> That'd be a problem if I said, you know, if I agreed. Uh, next one. Oh, by the way, we're 50% there. Halfway there. You usually prefer to get your revenge rather than forgive. That's stupid. Yeah, sorry. No, I mean, it may not be stupid for some people. Like, to each their own, right? I'm not judging. So, But for me personally, I 100% disagree. I mean, I just don't see any real, like, value in getting revenge. Like, I can see a point in getting revenge. I can understand it, but just the value in of itself, it's like, uh, it's not really there. It's just selfish acts for yourself just to feel fulfilled in one way or another. But yeah, I'd rather forgive. Or if anything, I'd rather just understand and just, like, forget about that person if they really did me wrong. But I'm more willing to forgive than to get revenge. So that's why I say 100% disagree. Next one, you often make decisions on a whim. Yeah, I mean, dude, this this Christmas marathon run I did on Friday, yeah, totally off of a whim. Just because I couldn't go walk outside. I couldn't do my 10 to 15,000 steps a day. So I was like, yeah, why not do a marathon? Why not? Who cares? Yeah, so I do things sometimes off of a whim. Because I'm just so compelled by a feeling. I'm like, oh, like, ooh, I really want to do this, but I don't know if I should. But then I often just do it anyway. All right, moving on to the next one. The time you spend by yourself often ends up being more interesting and satisfying than the time you spend with other people. This, wait, let me read. Wait, the time you spend by yourself often ends up. Oh, um, oh man, that's weird. 
I'll have to agree with that. Because I like to just do a lot more of self-exploration anyway. And I feel like when, you're, when I'm with other people, I'm not able to do that. At least there's parameters, right? With um, how much self-exploration or exploration in general I could do. Just diving into a topic or going out actually exploring physically, you know, whatever the case may be. I just think if I'm by myself, I have a lot more freedom and leeway to do things in whatever way I want to do it, right? It's the same with everyone else, I think. So I'm not really too influenced by people to make things interesting where being with people would make something interesting. But I can't see, I say agree because when I'm with people, interesting stuff can happen, right? Especially in the college scene. Interesting stuff can happen. So that's why I say agree. But for, for the most part, um, being by myself, spending time by myself, you know, I can find things to be more interesting. Anyways, moving on. You often put special effort into interpreting the real meaning or the message of a song or a movie. I agree. It goes along with my objective mindset. Like, I just think, okay, what's the objective of this song? Like, okay, this song is about, let's say it's called, you know, Devil in My Heart. It's like, okay, what's the objective of the song? Oh, this person may be talking about some kind of trauma in their life, in their upbringing. So it's like, I will start breaking it down and thinking of, okay, what is the message in this song? Or what's the message of the movie? So, yeah. I don't know if that's good. Like, to me, I, th I, I can understand that's totally unnecessary. Like, I should just listen to the song or watch the movie. Just enjoy it. I don't need to think about it. But that's just how my mind works again. The objective mindset. Um, next one. You always know exactly what you want. I do not. I disagree. Again, I don't. It's not, it's not a strong disagreement, but I am just disagreeing because I often don't know what I want because I'll start overthinking a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, next one. You really, sorry, sorry. You rarely think back on the choices you made and wonder what you could have done differently. Ooh, wow. This is a deeper one. I disagree. It's not a strong disagreement, but I do think about it quite a bit because... Yeah, it's again. I, if we had this, there was a similar statement to this. I forgot what it was exactly, but I often think about, you know, especially with, oh yeah, it's the one with mistakes, I believe. Like, I would think about the choices I made that affected people, whether it would be in the positive, but definitely more so in a negative way. Like, if, if I made a choice that affected someone not in a good way, you know, to some degree, whether it's lesser or greater. I just heavily think back like, oh, what could I have done differently? You know, what was the mindset going into this, you know, decision making in the choices that I made? How can I reflect and you know, introspect on those decisions? What was the thought process behind it? I'll just really go into it. So I do do that because I feel like it's part of growth where if you do reflect back on the choices you made, at least, you know, it depends on what those that choice was pretty much as well. You can, it shows growth, self-growth. Definitely, it just shows that you're reflecting on your life and, you know, who knows? You may, be, you may learn something from it. You may grow from it or not. Maybe you reaffirm of the type of person you already are. But yeah, going on to the next one. 60% done, by the way. 
when in a public place, you usually stick to quieter and less crowded. I do. We get these questions or these statements a lot. Like, yeah, I would rather be in a quieter place. Thank you very much. So yes, I agree. That's starting to agree again. It's not a strong disagreement because sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe a bustling, you know, busy place would be refreshing and exciting. And I do feel like being in that kind of place at times. So moving on from yet another like redundant statement, in my opinion, you tend to focus on present realities rather than future possibilities. Neutral, right dab in the middle. I am always trying to be present in what's happening around me, what's presented to me, what I can do right now, but also with the mind, with the consideration of the future possibilities. Cause it's like, you can't just have one or the other. And of course, some people are just gonna, you know, stick with one or the other. I mean, hence the reason for this statement to be here on this test, but I'm just right down in the middle. I value each other both very strongly and Oh, well, maybe I'm, I'm re now I'm rethinking this. No, I'm right dab in the middle. I was rethinking it that maybe I do focus on the future more so. Um, yeah, let me actually change that. I do. I'm Yeah, I was going to say I'm stupid, but yeah, I'm stupid. I don't know why I was thinking that. It's not clear cut. It's not black and white. I do think about the future more so. So, what? right, you tend to focus on the present. Yeah, so kind of disagree. I focus on the future a little bit more so. Next question. You have a hard time understanding other people's feelings. No, again, this is like a redundant statement. This goes again with the, the emotional, like p understanding or having difficulty relating to people who are emotion, who let, who let their emotions guide them. Yeah. That's like kind of the same statement, but yeah, I don't have a hard time understanding people's feelings. So 100% disagree. Again, I, I like to believe I'm, I'm very understanding. Like I can think, I can sympathize and empathize by thinking back to my own experiences and whatnot, or just come up with, or just imagine what would make me feel the same way as this person, right? Yeah, so it's, it's that was a redundant statement in my opinion. Next one, when starting to work on a project, you prefer to make as many decisions upfront as possible. Huh, no, yeah, I disagree. I like to take things one by one. Like I'll list, like, here's what I would do usually. If I, let's say am giving a project for a research, a research project, right? For science, I'm not gonna, I'll put out a list of decisions and stuff we would need to do, or we may need to think about, but I'm not going to make any decisions right there and then, right? I'll just put out all of the possibilities, all of the decisions, all of the things we need to think about. And then as a collective or just by myself, even I'll think about what do I need to prioritize first? What kind of decisions, what do I need to make first? So I need to think about it first and then I'll make the decision. So yeah, I'll say, yeah, 100% disagree actually. Yeah. 100% disagree. When you know someone thinks highly of you, you also wonder how long it will be until they become disappointed in you. Huh, that's weird. It's not weird. Uh, I'll say no. Yeah, I'll say strongly disagree. I don't really think that. I try to, the, I mean, I, the way I think about this statement is that I have a hard time receiving and believing in the compliments that people give me in my 
in myself. Like if someone told me like, "Hey, Joe, you're a really fast runner," like I, I have a hard time believing that for myself. But what I would do is, oh, I know and trust that you're being genuine and that you honestly that they honestly believe it. So I would try to trust their word for what they're saying. But with that said, it's not like I'm also thinking like, oh, this person's going to become disappointed in me later. Like I have to become a good runner. It's like it's not like that. Not not at least for me. Next one, you feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and striking up a conversation. One hundred percent disagree. I'm a shy guy. I'm very awkward in a good way, right? I I just have to say that in a good way. I tried doing this once actually, back in senior year of college, where it was my last quarter, I believe, and oh yeah, it was the last quarter. It was my spring quarter, and I it was finals week. I saw this girl working at this the on-campus coffee shop, and I thought she was really cute, like. Something about her smile was just, and her just whole vibe was like, wow, like, I want to talk to her. I want to get to know her. So I spent thirty minutes just going back and forth in the same lobby, just trying to look nonchalant and just normal. And I, after thirty minutes or so, like, and I was like trying to like go to my my final for that day. I went up to her and said, like, oh hey, you know. I forgot what I said exactly, but pretty much I said like, "Oh, do you want to go to downtown sometime with me? Like, I would like to get to know you more so and whatever." And she said yes, but I, it, it was so nerve wracking. Oh my god! But yeah, that was that was so hard for me to do. And I said to myself like, "I cannot do this again. Like, all my confidence is gone for the next ten years." <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, it's super hard for me to do that. Just just because of the fact that they're interesting. If it's for like business reasons or for You know something professional like careers or academics, then I pr- won't have any problems really, because I have an objective. Next one, you are often, you often drift away into daydreaming about various ideas or scenarios. Yeah, I th- like to think I'm a visionary. I like to just envision things. Sometimes one thing I would envision that helps me with my career goals and the motivation and the drive I have to, you know, work hard. Is to envision myself like way into the future, where maybe I receive some kind of Nobel Prize, or you know, because I'm wanting to go into aging and cancer, <clears throat> excuse me,、uh, cancer research. I think, okay, what if I develop some kind of therapy, therapeutic for,、uh, for cancer? Like it helps cures, or like yeah, it just really helps cures it. Something, something just really out of this world, like a cure for cancer. I'll envision myself giving a speech. I'll just daydream about that and daydream like you know. By that time, I probably know that my parents will be passed away, or my mom because you know my my dad's already gone. My mom's she's elderly right now, and I know probably at the time I let's say you know in ma- let's just say I develop a cancer you know cure for cancer. I know she'll probably be gone at that point, and then I imagine myself again like daydream like oh I'll visit my parents' graves. And I'll tell them about all the stuff I've done so far. That hey, like I made a cure for cancer, and I just want to let you guys know that. Yeah, so I daydream a lot about that stuff, and yeah, it's man, yeah, it makes me teary eyes sometimes, even right now. <laughs> But yeah, I do daydream a lot, and 
I feel like if anyone is having a hard time with motivation or just keeping up with the things they should be doing, like I already talked about this last week's episode, right? Just keeping up with the things you should be doing that you know you should be doing. Like one way that helps a lot is just daydream. Envision yourself like years into the future, decades into the future where you're successful. Envision yourself. You are a successful person in this field that you're pursuing. Maybe it's in, it's, it's in athletics, right? Maybe you envision yourself being the first one in place on the top of the podium after doing this race. Maybe you're in, uh, a doctor, right? You're saving lives. And then you maybe, maybe you're a surgeon who developed a new suturing technique. Who knows? Like envision yourself and then envision yourself giving a compassionate, very just heartwarming speech. And I feel like when you do that, it helps you reaffirm strongly because you're associating strong emotions to it. It makes you reaffirm the goals you are wanting to achieve. It makes you reaffirm like, oh wait, this is, I know this is what I want to do. So yeah, I, I do that a lot just to help with my own goals and my own, you know, yeah, just life priorities and careers and such. So yeah, um, next one, you look after yourself first and others come second. I disagree. Not starting to disagree, but I do disagree because I often focus and tend to others before I tend to myself. But I always try to keep myself in check to see like, okay, am I eating? Did I drink enough water? Oh, if I didn't, let me go do that real quick. And then I'll go back to, you know, taking care of this person. But yeah, I, I'm very much just, I feel like I'm more of a servant than a, a leader, I guess, in a way. I don't know how to say it. There's, there's, I know there's another term called servant leader, something like that. But that's, yeah, I, I, I'd like to take care of people. I like to make sure people are okay, that they're doing well, and that they're overall happy. And because if they're happy, I am for sure happy. On to the next one. Even when you have planned a particular daily routine, you usually just end up doing what you feel like at any given moment. Uh, no, I disagree because, and I'll say I, I disagree because it's again, situational. And that's because if I have to go do something else that caught my attention, that wasn't part of my plan, I will give myself the flexibility to go take care of that something else and then come back to this routine I was on. Right. You, I feel like that's just, you need to have flexibility in your schedule, no matter how just solid, no matter how rigorous it may be. So with that said, I do try to keep things or do things on the dots with whatever routine or schedule I have. But again, I'll give myself that flexibility so I can take care of other things and that I'm not just, you know, at that point you become hesitant on some decisions you need to make, or you just become like, it'll just, it's not good to just chain yourself down. Like you personally doing that. That's why I got to say for that. Next one, your mood can change very quickly. Yeah. How do I say? It? Yeah, I'll say kind of agree. Yeah, kind of agree because I can feel good. Yeah, it's, yeah, I feel like a lot of people can relate. You can feel really happy for a couple hours, but then like something may happen and or thoughts may creep its way into your mind and that thought maybe be something depressing and then you become sad and hopefully not depressed, but you get the point yeah that's that happens with me so i say kind of agree but i do i don't really my mood doesn't really change all too much or spontaneously 
Next one, you often contemplate the reasons for human existence or the meaning of life. Do I do that? No, not really. Human existence? No, I'll say strongly agree, but the reason why is because I think about something else. Like, I think about the value of human life. Just, well, I mean, I don't really think about it too much because I already know how I think about it. So yeah, never mind. I don't really need to go into that. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I just, I don't contemplate about it. Because it's up to people's interpretations. It's a, that's why I believe overall about that. People are, in my opinion, free to put meaning to their life however they want to do so. And that's what I'll say about that. You often talk about your own feelings and emotions. I do not. Let me, I'll, I'll say disagree, not strong. I, was, I put dis, strongly disagree, but I'll put disagree because these days now I'm talking about my feelings with my friends and other people and even on this podcast. So yeah, just just strongly disagree. Or retract, disagree. Yeah, I'm getting, it's something I still need to work on. But yeah, I am getting much better at talking about my feelings and emotions. So we're 80% there. We're almost done. You have got... Sorry, I, I was reading that wrong again. I don't know what's up with me today. I haven't had coffee. Maybe that's it. So going back to the statement, you have got detailed education and career development plans stretched several years into the future. Yes, 100%. I like to, yeah, again, I like to envision stuff. So along with the envision, like even if it's just daydreaming, I do like to plan things out at the same time. Like, oh, okay, I know that, let's say college will take maybe roughly around four to five years. And I'll give myself that flexibility, right? With that extra year, the fifth year. So four to five years. And then I know like, oh, if I want to go to medical school, that'll take maybe around eight years because of, you know, school, general education, and then the, you know, uh, rotations and the oh i forgot what it's called again um yeah just your specialized training and all that or if i want to go to graduate school it'll take maybe four to five years and then i'll do my postdoc and then during that time i'll need to i'll probably take 10 years or maybe less to gain enough knowledge skills expertise and you know uh papers being co-authored on papers so that i can become my own PI my own the own might have my own lab yeah I like to envision a lot of stuff in the future and I feel like it's it can be good just give some clarity as to like what your path looks like it can give you some clarity in the grand scheme of things right it's not very just it's not careful small details but it's can clear a general path for you uh, moving on you could rarely dwell on your regrets. It, uh, what's up with these redundant statements? I, yes, <laughs> I dwell on my regrets. Um, and I'll say yes, heavily, 100% heavily agree. Yeah, I, I feel guilty about regrets, especially when it involves making people upset or hurting people and if it's a regret, I mean, when I, my interpretation of the regret is something a lot heavier than what probably like what most people would think and take it as. So yeah, I would heavily dwell on those regrets, but to also reflect on those regrets, like, okay, what can I do to make sure I don't have or experience this again? What can I do differently? Like, is this something about my personality? Did I do something about my lifestyle, my work style? What is it? So it's not bad, 
again, we're just rethinking about our our actions, our past choices, and past situations. But yeah, anyways, I do dwell on the regrets pretty much. Moving on, spending time in a dynamic atmosphere with lots of people around quickly makes you feel drained and in need of a getaway. Yeah, I would say 100% agree. Uh, do I say that? I'm trying to think back. Yeah, I'll say agree. It's not because of the people themselves. It's just I'm so used to being by myself for the most part. And I am always attentive to other people. Like I want to make sure everyone else is happy. I want to make sure everyone else is having a good time. And I want to make sure that no one else is feeling like left out. No one's feeling hurt. Or if someone is having a bad day that, oh, hey, you know, you want some time to talk about it? Or do you want to vent it to me? Like I, I'm here for you. So with that said, it's like putting other people in front of me and then that could become emotionally fatiguing. Or another way to say it, I learned this um, phrase, compassion fatigue. I do experience that a lot. So again, it's not about the people. It's just something like I'm doing to myself. It's like self-sabotaging, right? I'm not able to enjoy the moment with these people with high energy or this you know what the statement says this dynamic atmosphere because i'm putting people in front of me and i'm just being i'm experiencing compassion fatigue for the most part so yeah 100 agree do you need a getaway and do you feel drained next one you see yourself as more of a realist than a visionary bright dab i'll go say, i'm saying bright dab in the middle but huh I want to say, oh, this is weird. No, visionary, definitely. I'll, I'm going to say this for the most part. I am a bit more of a visionary because I like to envision, right? All the crazy, all the ambitious ideas that could come into fruition. And then with those crazy ideas, those goals, those, you know, whatever, those ambitions that I have envisioned, then I can put on the, my realist glasses and think about okay what can i do to achieve these what's possible what's not what can i do to make those incremental steps towards those crazy ambitions or goals so yeah that's what i want to do and with that said i am more of a visionary than a realist but it's not too far away from each other like i'm just a little bit more of a visionary next one you find it easy to empathize with a person who has gone through something you have never have no, it's not that hard for me. I'll strongly disagree. Wait, wait, wait. I found it easy. Oh, wait. Yes, 100% agree. I do find it easy to empathize with someone. I've already explained it already, like maybe two or three times before. I can envision myself, you know, whether it's a made up scenario where I can experience the same feelings as that same person or just recall my own situations and experiences that had a similar effect to what this person is experiencing but yeah next one you personally your personal work style is closer to spontaneous bursts of energy than to organized and consistent efforts the hmm let me say let's no it's more i disagree uh, i'll say kind of disagree because i do like to do things more organized and consistently it's not just a burst of energy just i'm trying to really recall like my time in the lab my you know during my undergraduate years so whenever every time i went to my lab 
And even to my tutoring job, I always maintain a consistent effort. And maybe to some people, it may seem like a high level of energy that I was exhibiting and putting forth when I was at work. But I was always trying to maintain a more consistent level of energy, whatever that may be. And I tried to keep things organized and in order, right? It's not just like, I don't know, what, what do they mean by burst of energy? I just imagine someone doing like 10 million things in 10 minutes and then just stopping work. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, I like to do things more consistently. So actually, instead of kind of disagree, I'll put agree. Your emotions control you more than you control them. Ooh, that's hard. Yeah, I have to say that. Yeah, I have to say agree because there are a lot of times where I can control my emotions due to my discipline. And I've already talked about that before, but like this past year with the pandemic, yeah, I really let, let my emotions control me to an extreme point. So yeah, I, I'll say that there's a balance right there. So that's why I'll put agree in that, in that statement. So after a long and exhausting week, a fun party is just what you need. Nope. I just need to go back to my apartment or home and relax. Go watch something. Watch a race, whatever. Eat. Yeah, I don't need a party. That's just more exhausting. That makes me feel exhausted already. <laughs> so yeah, exhausting. Um, I, I say disagree because at times I'll feel like, oh man, I want to go out with my friends. I want to be social. So yeah, it's very situational. But for most part, I am... Um, just want to go back to my my cave and dwell in the darkness whatever i'm doing and on to the next one you frequently find yourself wondering how technological advancement could change your everyday life yeah i think about this more so in the context of health and medicine so how can technological advance in those two fields like health and medicine change my life and the way i think about it is okay how does it affect longevity? Like, can I live to become 200 years old? Like, if I were to become 80 years old, would that be equivalent to my physiological health and age or my biological age being, let's say, 40 years old? I mean, like, to me, that's, that's life-changing, right? Because usually, let's say your prime in, like, a normal person, your prime is, like, around 30 to 40, 45 years old. Somewhere in between there, I think. Your prime, like, let's say, physically, like, as an athlete. And then, but let's say you can change that to becoming 60 years old. Like, dude, you can ex that's crazy. In my opinion, it's so crazy. So I do frequently like envision and just ponder, wow, like what can, what can happen to my body? Like, what can I do more? What could these other athletes, what can these other people do more actually? You know, if, if the technological advancements in let's say health and medicine was so far ahead of the game. Yeah, I do think about that. It's just fun to think about. It's exciting. Um, yeah, I feel like that's what Elon Musk has, but just on a bizarre, abnormal level. It's just He's just a different creature. So, next one. You always consider your... Or the, blah, 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 blah. Let me reread that again. You always consider how your actions might affect other people before doing something. Yes, 100%. This goes definitely along with my well i've said before i 
because I dwell and often think back to choices I've made, especially like mistakes and regrets where it affected someone else, I'm always trying to consider what my words, how I say things, and my actions may affect other people, especially when it affects other people for the most part. If it does, if it affects me, I don't really care all too much or it's just as much, but with others, definitely. You still honor the commitments you have made, even if you have a change of heart. Yes. Yeah, it just goes along with trust and loyalty, in my opinion. I mean, especially in the, let's say, a workplace. You you let, you promised, let's say, a company, like you're, you'll be working for them for a year. But then let's say, like, you know, you change your mind about your career paths. And now it's like, oh, I want to go back to the, I'm going to go back to school for to pursue this other career path. Like, you can't just drop what you committed to. Like, that's just not right in general. It's just, it's not a good act. So don't do that. I think it just goes along with, like, just having that loyalty, that trust um, that other people can hopefully have and see in you. Now, going on to the next one, you rarely feel insecure. Um, poof. Past me would be, like, uh, I always feel insecure, buddy. But instead, I'll say, I'll feel kind of disagree. Because I do feel a tad bit insecure. Like, low levels of, of insecurity for in a lot of days. It's not as much. Because there, at this point, I do believe or have, like, eliminated some of the self-deprecating thoughts I've held and believed truly in the past before like let's say about my my image just oh i'm not a good looking guy i always think that i was an undateable for the most part just no girl would ever crush you know, have a crush on me or whatever but that was you know that was proven wrong indefinitely so just in regards to other things like let's say with athletics i still feel insecure i just don't feel like i'm an athlete in its truest sense whatever that means I still don't know what that really means, but when I see like other people on my, especially on the triathlon team I was a part of, uh, UC Davis, I just felt like everyone was an athlete. It didn't matter like what their skill level or their athletic ability was. It's just if I saw them putting in the work, them enjoying the, you know, the process, the training. Not that I didn't do have that same feelings as well, but for some reason, I, when I look at them, it's like wow, like these people are like really living it up. They're really supporting one another. And yeah, it's just these these are athletes. But I don't know if I'm an athlete. And it never mattered like if someone said like if I'm a super fast guy, if I'm just one let's say the top runners, whatever it may be, like receiving some kind of compliment essentially, some kind of high praise. Like it didn't matter if I received those. I just never thought of myself as an athlete. And when I think about it more, I think it has to do with the the whole team mentality and so because of that like when i see my other teammates socializing and we're just really talking with one another whereas like i was just still that shy guy and i didn't socialize much just because i was shy like i wanted to talk to them i wanted to be like really friendly with them but i just i was just too shy and because of that i feel like oh well i'm not an athlete because i'm just i'm i feel like i'm by myself and I feel like an athlete is always a part of a team. An athlete, a part of an, what makes an athlete an athlete is that they have a supportive team. 
And it's again, it's not that I didn't have a support team, but I felt like, oh, like I don't feel as close to them. Like I'm not socializing. So with that, yeah, I still have insecurities, especially with in athletics. I don't know why I'm having trouble saying that or why I'm stuttering, but yeah. But it's not as bad as before. Like at this point with, with any kind of insecurities I have, it's not affecting me in my life all too much or with my line of thought all too much. It's just like a lingering, lingering like thoughts I have in the back of my mind. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's it. Cool. All right. So we're tabulating the results. Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? Wait, it's just a lost internet connection. Wait, wait. Hold up. No, I did not spend this entire episode just to not find out. I mean, I'm I, I'm glad I talked about each of these statements at you know to some length. It it's kind of like spilling the tea on myself a little bit, just getting to um, just allowing you guys to get to know me, and that if I ever listen back to this episode for myself, I get to know myself from this you know this uh this this point in time. But yeah, I don't know what happened with the internet. This is crazy. This is stupid. Oh my god, what is going on? Yeah, I'm sorry, people. It's, and I'm just trying to fill up the time right now. <laughs> I'm just waiting for my computer to resolve this situation. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm, that was a lot of questions. That was a lot of statements. A lot of them were redundant, in my opinion. But it's this personality test. Like, I used to think that this personality test was just stupid. Like, why are people doing this? Finding out like, oh, I'm an E-F-N-J-T-Q-Y-Z-A-T-Z. Like, what? what's the point? Like, you have some general sense of who you are. Like, why take a test? Like, why let a test like dictate who you are? That's what, That was the type of person I was. Why are you letting a test figure this out for yourself? Like, you should just do it by yourself. Just reflect. Just introspect. Right? But sometimes, like I mentioned in episode 3, Whenever we're in our own situation and whenever we're trying to think for ourselves, then we can often just adopt or we often just have a narrow point of view, a narrow perspective on ourselves. So it's all it's it opens our eyes up a little bit more so when we take these tests, right? Because it's talking from an outside perspective, right? This test is an outsider and it's allowing us to see other variables of our life of our personalities of our identity that we may have not seen before but yeah again i'm trying to <laughs> reconnect to the internet while i'm talking to you guys right here right now and i'm not too sure what's going on this is oh man i feel really embarrassed wow i feel ashamed okay well what i'm going to do now is i'm just gonna we're going to take a quick break and we'll get back to this episode once I've had this solved. All right, well, I'll talk to you guys in just a short bit. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's, well, you've probably just been here anyways and it's just welcome back to me, I guess. So I had to restart my, my laptop and redo the whole test. Wow. And I, to the best of my memory, I believe I answered this, if anything, the same way as I did before. So hopefully, Everything's the same. Now, on to who I am. Who is this? Who am I? I don't know. This will dictate who I will become for the next, for the upcoming year, for 2021. 
and that person is gonna be an INFJT, whatever that is. Uh, let's get into it real quick, just bri very briefly. So, an INFJT is an advocate, and advocates are the rarest personality types of all. Not my word, it's the websites. Still, advocates leave their mark on the world. They have a deep sense of idealism and integrity, but they aren't idle dreamers. They take concrete steps to realize their goals and make a lasting impact. Yeah, uh, some other stuff about advocates. They are unique. They are a unique combination of personality traits that make them complex and quite versatile. Okay, um, I guess I can see that that's who I am. I mean, to be honest, I don't really give two poops about this personality test, but it's interesting to learn about it. Just maybe, you know, this is just who I am overall and who I am at my core. And I'm just not, I guess, going to believe it, but I am an advocate, the rarest. That's the part I do like. That's one I will take in for all that is worth. I am a rare personality type. So people out there, I am rare. Same thing with my, you know, other INFJs. INFJTs out there, you know who you are. So going on is my role as a diplomat? What? Okay, so my my person is an advocate and my role is a diplomat who are diplomat personality types, which are advocates, mediators, protagonists, and campaigners care about helping and connecting with others. They prioritize being kind and generous, and in general, they rather cooperate than compete. Empathy seems to come naturally to these personality types. It can almost seem as if their hearts and minds resonate with other people's emotions. Yeah, I do believe this for myself. I think this has to go with also like a high emotional IQ. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. it yeah, that makes sense. That is, that is me. It is quite me now for the last bit that explains who i am and my core is i guess some of the, st the main strategy i take or adopt in life which is constant improvement so constant improvers according to this website tends to be sensitive and introspective they are often deep individuals who enjoy having their own space and freedom in general, these personality types feel more comfortable on their own than mixed up in the judgment of the real world. Yeah, that's definitely me. That is definitely me. Okay. I mean, I don't know what else to say about this. This is that's pretty much matching just who I am in general and even some of my core values and just my morals and beliefs. So yeah, I mean, that does a good job. The only thing that I don't really know too much about or just really understand, I guess. I would just have to spend my own time reading into this more so is the role of being an advocate or whatever this is, um, my personality type, being an advocate. I just like that I'm a rare personality type. That's that's pretty much it. I'm a rare personality type. But yes, that's who I am, an INFJT. Someone who's a diplomat, an advocate, and someone who constantly seeks out constant improvement as redundant as that sounded but yes that's who i am and that's it that's 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 the whole episode i just wanted to take this personality test because like i said in the beginning it just kind of shows how much you've changed or it's just one means right to show how much you've changed over the past year perhaps or whenever you last took this test or 
last reflected on who you are, right? Who your core beliefs, who, what your core beliefs are, not who your core beliefs are. Like, I'm not trying to personify them, but yeah. And I'm apologizing also if this episode didn't seem as thrilling or deep as you may have hoped it was or expected it to be. I've just been recovering from my from my marathon run like honestly that has affected me so much like my motivation to do my other workouts and training just kind of plummeted because of the marathon training because I've been having really bad sleep these days and I've been focusing on doing other things uh regards to my career and academics so yeah I've been focusing on other things so I just thought this might have been a fun episode to do just something not as stressful but also fun and hopefully insightful just for you guys to get to know me better and if you already know who i am maybe you know me on a deeper level now <laughs> who knows anyways thank you so much again for listening till the end of this episode and please support and follow this podcast on your favorite podcast platform like spotify google podcast and even on youtube and please share this with your friends and family who may find this podcast enjoyable entertaining funny or even insightful and if you have any comments questions or topics that you'd like me to talk about just go ahead email me at dwellintiger at gmail.com and that's spelled d-w-e-l-l-y-n tiger at gmail.com dm me on instagram at the joey ll which is spelled t-h-e-j-o-e-y-l-l or send a text or voice message on the anchor.fm forward slash tiger website. Go ahead, choose whichever messaging platform works out best for you. Thank you again so much for listening to this podcast for this episode. And I'll talk to you guys again this upcoming New Year's Day with another episode of Morning Tea, where I'll be sharing what happened with me again, attending another virtual dating event, and even some other stuff that happened with me with dating. So I'll see you this Friday. Have a great, happy New Year's, and I hope everyone stays safe and well and is overall super happy. Thanks, and I'll see you till Friday. Bye.